on the weekend. I am Lee. I am joined by BJ. BJ, how are you? Good, how are you? Spencer, how you doing? Making it through. And Levi. Levi, do we have you? Yep, living the dream. All right, this is exciting. Another episode of Whiskey on the Weekend. This one being recorded on February 3rd. We haven't done this since uh, our infamous New Year's episodes, uh, which were a lot of fun. How you guys been doing? Finally recovered. About a month. BJ's kidney is okay. Uh, sorry, liver is okay. Uh, Spencer, how are you? He may be dead. Okay, Spencer died. Levi, what's going on? <laughs> Not much, man. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, we've. It, it's been a hot second since we've gotten together, but uh, hopefully we have some still some things to talk about. I know we did like 50 hours of recording over the New Year's uh, weekend. We did do a lot of uh, of pods, and and just for folks listening, so yesterday uh, Levi and I were together. We went to go see a, a mutual friend of ours, Dustin, who hopefully one day will be on the pods. And uh, we were we had already planned to do uh, a recording of whiskey on the weekends yesterday, and so about halfway through, we were texting with BJ's, texting with Spencer, we're like, okay, I think we're going to do the pod. And Levi comes in, he's like, uh, you know, Lee, are you ready to do this? And I'm like, yeah. And then Levi, your girlfriend turned to you and was like. What the hell? What are you doing? Which blew me away that you didn't even prep her, that maybe we were going to do the podcast. You were planning it with all, all of us. We had this big, long text train, and you never told your girlfriend, hey, I might like skip out in another room and like do the pod. Uh, sometimes communication can be a challenge for me, as you guys know, of just really? assume, assume too much. You don't say. Uh, and it put but, me in a weird position because she she like was so frustrated, she almost attacked the entire premise of the podcast. And so I was like, like I was like frustrated with her. And then I had to back up and be like, well, it's not her fault. Levi just never told her to <laughs> <laughs> do the pod. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. In her defense, it didn't logistically make sense there. Uh, there were two three-year-olds running around, going crazy, enjoying themselves. Um, you know, eight, eight or six or eight people um, all together. Um, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but yeah. No, it really but, didn't. I don't think it would have. I don't think it would, it would have played worse than maybe our December thirtieth recording, uh, <laughs> where we drank that god awful super fucking concentrated French whiskey, where we all got hammered. Yeah, it would have been worse. It would have been more incomprehensible yesterday than that was. So, uh, that, I mean, we basically just, did. Good we did drink one fifty one. Um, oh, why? Pretty oh, much. Oh, pretty on much. that podcast. Yeah, like, the French oh, whiskey was basically one fifty one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Proof, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were just like, hey, we got together with uh, Dustin and, and, you know, Doug and people, and, and we broke out the 151 because that's a really good party with some three-year-olds. That's weird. Right. That's the responsible thing to do. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we get going, uh, a couple pieces of housekeeping. Um, BJ, do you want to update uh, any listeners on um, Mangum Reads? Uh yeah, so we actually just put out a podcast, and we're hopefully going to do another one this coming week. Um, and we uh, have a, I would say, serial uh, guest of Lee's wife, who brings some weight and some uh, useful commentary to our uh, Mangum Reads. An actual vague sense of professionalism. It's been well appreciated so far. Yeah, I think the word you're looking for is someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who actually analyze fiction as opposed to the rest of us who just moonlight is. 
as I did mention on, on the episode that we put out, that we actually have somebody who has trained to do this, and you know, as far as I understand, is all but defended uh, with her doctorate in in literature. So. Mm-hmm. Very useful. Yeah, this is what I do for you guys. I mean, even when I can't participate in the podcast, I bring in the cavalry uh, yeah. to help you both. So uh, that's great. And for the GOT Got Questions podcast, um, Spencer and I put out um, a new episode last week uh, for season one, episode four, Crippled Bastards and Broken Things. Uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun, and we're going to have uh, episode five out soon. Right, Spencer? That is the plan. I believe we're planning on okay. recording either today or tomorrow, so I suppose we're moving that till tomorrow. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, and, and, and then I thought we should jump the shark a little bit, and and I ask Levi what he thinks about the recent Mavs trade. Oh, dude, wow. we discuss that. Okay. Okay. Well, well before we do that, <laughs> um, Levi, we got together yesterday, obviously, and we played a little 2K, uh, NBA 2K19. That's the uh, Xbox or PS4 game where you play NBA against each other. Uh, how'd that go? Uh, it was a good time. Um, but I think what you're what you're really seeking to have answered is that you really laid the smackdown on both Doug and I. Uh, you laid a, thir- a thirty bomb on Doug. Um, you you basically down. came close to doubling doubling up the score on me. Uh, by the way, Doug was in, of course, rare form, making tons of excuses. Um, he he. I will say the mechanics of this game has changed from previous iterations. Um, the, sh- the way you shoot, the sort of mechanics, the, the physics has changed a bit. Uh, and Doug, um, Terry called him out on this, uh, but like whenever Doug would miss a shot, especially like a stupid shot he shouldn't have taken, uh, he would immediately foul. He'd immediately go in for a steal. Uh, <laughs> like this is NBA 2003 or whatever. Where you can just, you just have a steal and never draw a foul and get a, get a foul every time. He's just like a little child who just got upset and, and, and angry, and would just just lash out. Um, Did he but turn it was, it was the TV or unplug the Xbox? Or no, but he was he was not not far from it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was pretty upset. And like so, we're doing a little bit of crossover with Mega Talk Soups, which is a, a podcast that me and Levi do about the NBA. Um, so, <laughs> Doug, the first team he got was the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and this is updated rosters, right? This is a current roster. Uh, by far the best player on that team is Joel Embiid. He's like got a 92 or 94% rating or something like that. And Doug fouled him out by like the third quarter. And he fouled him out with six-minute quarters. Like, it's unreal. <laughs> like, such a self-imposed penalty. Like, he's just fouling out his best player uh, within like two minutes of game time. So before yeah. we continue too much, um, why don't we pour some whiskey? BJ um, is not having the NBA talk, so let's, let's go ahead no, and get No, no, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, no, we're getting back into it. He I, I asked the question about the, the Porzingis trade. But, uh, but I figured we'd, get, we'd start out. Um, I believe everybody should have a bottle of the uh, Koryashi Pure Malt Whiskey. Uh, it's mm. a sherry cask finish. I do. There's mm-hmm. the uh, two that I handed to everybody. Okay, um, so um, gonna have to admit I already drank that. So okay. here's what, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> got, <laughs> what did you think? I don't know. I was running low one night. All right, so here's what I've got. <laughs> I've got a Glen Morange uh, Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. It also has a sherry cast finish. Uh, nice. It's been aged 12 years. Uh, I will review this as we go. Cheers. How does it feel, DJ, that you're 
your carefully selected whiskey was a nightcap for Terry. Um, I hope he enjoyed it. I did. It was very good. Um, so actually, a while ago, I wasn't sure that I would have enough because I didn't know like what size we were using, and I also was iffy about handing everybody some Japanese whiskey and then it being like, oh yeah, we're actually not going to do the pod after that one episode. Um, so eh, it'll just sit there. Spencer's not going to drink it. And, you know, Levi, I assume you would at some point, but for something that, that I literally, you know, went to Japan and bought, that, that was a little bit sad for me. So I wanted, I waited a little bit until, you know, we, we were regularly doing this podcast, but I'd given Lee some much earlier because it's something that I knew he would at least be interested in and, and hopefully would enjoy. Yeah, it was very good. Um, interested to hear uh, Spencer and Levi's take, but I've got something that only smells similar. Spencer, what is your thoughts? Or what are your thoughts, rather? Well, in main company I offer right now is I actually can't taste the sherry, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. I just taste something that re- reminds me of sherry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's mild and, and on the back. Hmm. Yeah, it's not my favorite one I've had so far, but I do appreciate it. Damn. Interesting. I, w- I would have anticipated you like this. Uh, I had a taste of it, and it's very smooth. It's got a little bit of that campfire taste within that Spencer you don't really appreciate or love. It's an accepted term now. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just what we call it now. Um, okay, much to it. Which is, which is going to be really weird when we go out in public and like. <laughs> just put me first and foremost. Happy to explain it. Um, yeah, some we go to whiskey bar together sometime and and like, oh yeah, Spencer, it's got a little campfire in it, and and, and the bartender looks at us like we're absolute in, in, insane. Um, yeah, it, would, it won't go over super well, but it, it'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, so Spencer, a little bit too strong for you. Not enough taste. Not I mean, smooth enough. What? Come on. It it has it is smooth. It does taste like it's a little bit of higher alcohol content. I'm not feeling any bite from it or anything else. I taste a bit of the sherry, as BJ said on the back. I actually thought it tasted a little bit more than that, even. Um, I, I don't know how to really describe it. I just don't enjoy the flavor quite as much as some of the other ones that we've had before. Spencer, when you say um, it's smooth, are you saying like it or, or it tastes like sherry? Are you saying it's sweet? I'm tasting a bit of sweetness. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it it is smooth. Um, it is fairly mild. Um, it is 43%, um, so should be pretty much in line with uh, most of the other things that we're drinking that aren't, I will, I'm not going to say overproof, but you, that aren't cast strength or, or, or barrel strength. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it is, I find it very pleasant. Um, and, you know, I get a little bit of... Um, I'm in almost a, a bamboo flavor at the beginning, and I wonder if you know, that that was ever. <laughs> sure. Really questionable. <laughs> Go ahead, BJ. Sorry, I, I was uh, just um, social commentary there. A lot of Japanese whiskey. So one of the things that that some Japanese whiskeys bring to the table is some are aged um, primarily in their primary aging sometimes with some bamboo, and then a lot of others are aged on rice. And so they bring that other flavor profile that um, more Western uh, whiskeys do not. 
So I figured this is going to be sort of the more mild of the two whiskeys that, that we try, or at least two whiskeys that we try, given that Lee has uh, at least one other whiskey to talk about, and a little less uh, bold of the two. So I figured this was, was a good one to start with. Um, but going back, uh, Levi, so, so the Mavs had a fairly major trade this week, or last week, one of them, and uh, I was wondering what, you, what your feelings were on that. Yeah, so for, for those who are not tied into the, the trade cycles of the NBA, uh, the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks, team that I follow, uh, for those who don't listen to NBA Hoops when we release episodes, um, they traded for a player who plays for the New York Knicks, Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, he is Zinger. a zinger. Um, he is a, 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 a sort of massive, very flexible, um, very agile shooting big man. Uh, it plays for New York. He's been, he's been quite good, but he's been injured this year. Uh, but they traded away uh, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, NC State's own Dennis Smith Jr. Shocker. <laughs> uh, along with Wesley Matthews as a salary dump and um, – uh, DeAndre Jordan, uh, who I don't can't stand. Um, he did the Mavs dirty several years ago, but they got back Kristaps uh, Porzingis, uh, all-star player, as well as Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee. And I think uh, it basically sums up the general reaction to this. Is I, I walked into Dustin's house, uh, Terry came to my side and, and sort of said, "I just want to let you know." Uh, before I, I drove over here, I went to South Point. I went to all the athletic apparel stores, and I was trying to find a Luka Doncic uh, jersey because I'm, I'm all in on the Mavs. And they didn't have it, did they, Terry? Oh, they didn't. And I had this great exchange, though, where I, I talked to this guy, and I was like, hey, man, you got a Luka Doncic jersey? He's like, who? And I was like, rookie, Mavericks, you know, 28 and 6. I mean, you should know him. Uh, and the guy goes, oh, yeah, no, no, we don't have anything. And then I said, like, uh, well, do you have anything for the Mavericks? And he said, no. And I was like, okay, like, why? And he, he just gave me this look. He's like, I don't know, like, why should we? And I just pointed. I was like, you've got, like, like a Wendell Carter Jr. jersey here who <laughs> played, like, 12 seconds for the, <laughs> for the Bulls and maybe, like, 15 minutes for Duke. And he goes, well, he went to Duke. And I'm like, like he didn't play for Duke that long. And so this is – the reason I bring this up is I, like, I got in this crazy back and forth where I'm arguing with a guy about how they should have a Luka Doncic jersey. Levi, I think I'm, a dish, I'm, I'm officially a fan. I think I'm now a Mavericks <laughs> fan. I'm in some athletic apparel store yelling at a guy about not having the Luka Doncic jersey. Yeah, I think you yelling at a 21-year-old at an athletic apparel store <laughs> about why they're not stocking the apparel of the team makes you a fan. That's, that's one of the operational definitions of being a fan. And it's all I could do to, like, like as a UNC fan, not scream and yell and be like, you've got 15 throwback Jordan jerseys. You can't have one Luka Doncic jersey in this place. <laughs> Who the hell is sourcing your apparel here? I will say, as a as, as a Mavs fan, it's very difficult to find any sort of apparel, um, especially given that I don't like their their primary colors. I like their alternative jerseys, um, the nice sort of uh, forest green. Um, I like that logo and the sort of older logo and that color uh, profile. Hard to find it around here. I am looking forward to uh, my company has a user conference every year. Uh, traditionally, it's in Orlando, Florida, uh, which, uh, Spencer, you know my feelings in Florida. Um, 
but it's going to be in Dallas, Texas this year. So I'm looking forward to be able to stock up. I can, you know, I can get you an order. Just, just tell me the size. And well, Levi, speaking of things we're looking forward to, I'm going to go back. I'm going to talk to that 21 year old after the Mavs win. Not one, not two, not three. I don't know four championships. I don't know. It's going to be a lot. Uh, I'm going to go in buy some championship apparel. Rocket. <laughs> me and you are going to go out into town talk about how great Luki is. And, and go back to the same guy and be like, do you remember when you didn't have any? I'm back now. Yeah, and Wendell Carter Jr. is out of the league, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about or who you are. Are you sure it wasn't somebody else? Although you may be like sort of disappointed when they have Wendell Carter, Zagreb, uh, Spartans uh, jersey or whatever, whatever your league he's in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the league that Luca was the MVP in when he was 18. Oh. All right, I'm going to um, review my whiskey, the one I have because I drank the one that BJ gave me. Uh, this is Glen Moringe. It's a Highland uh, single malt scotch whiskey with a sherry cask finish. Uh, they call it their Lincenta. Aged 12 years. Very good. Uh, not smoky at all. I think Spencer would love it. It's, I mean, BJ would probably say a lot of caramel has been added. Um it's super sweet. So, Spencer, you're looking for a whiskey? Go out and get it. Can you say the name again for me? Oh, Jesus Christ. Why don't you text it to him uh, rather yeah. than try to, try to pronounce it? <laughs> Glen Morange, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's we'll called Glen Morange. But anyway, I can I can send you yeah. a uh, a screenshot of the label. I would appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's a fairly common, good go-to whiskey, um, Highland. Um, the pretty much their their entire line is is a good good starter to get into scotch that isn't going to be peaty, isn't going to be smoky. Um, basically a nice and pleasant scotch. BJ, are you reviewing the whiskey that I drink? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> BJ just jumped in and was like, yeah, well, let me tell you about the whiskey that I didn't have, but Terry had. I'll well, I didn't it have at this point, but I've had at least four or five from that distillery at different points in the past couple of years. <laughs> just messing with you, man. All right, I love the, the arrogance. It's beautiful. Um, anyway, so, well, the other thing I was going to offer is I think I'm going to be flying through Texas uh, a couple times to get to the East Coast, um, and I was going to offer to to pick up some jerseys for you guys, but it sounds like you have that all uh, sorted out at your tech conference. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let Terry rock the jerseys. I, I'm not a fan of wearing jerseys of, of other men. Um, seems a little bit weird. You say uh, other men like you have your own jerseys. Well, I could if I put my mind to it. I think I want to. <laughs> I would rock a Luca jersey. Um, I'm really cool. Levi, you wouldn't rock a Dirk jersey? Not a jersey. T-shirt. That's weird. Levi, if we got you a jersey with your own name on it, would, could we get you to wear it around? Uh, I mean, maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, I think wearing a, a a jersey with my name on it for a team that is not a Boston team when I'm moving to Boston is probably going to be an interesting proposition. Um that's true. If you walk around with a Mavs jersey in Boston, you're going to get shit thrown at you. I hope so. That's that's how fandom should be, right? Oh, so we're switching out, right? So now I'm a Mavs fan. You're a Boston fan. Ah. Uh, ah. See how this worked out, huh? Lee. Okay. All right. So uh, I almost got you some Mavs socks, uh, Levi, but I couldn't find uh, ones that looked reasonable. Would that be uh, more your style in your fandom? Yeah, I would fuck with some socks. Now, speaking of socks, okay. uh, BJ, did did you send some spot, socks to somebody? Uh, I, actually, so I was actually going to ask, Spencer, <laughs> did you get an email from uh, Macy's? 
I did get an email from Macy's, and I had questions. Yeah. Well, now's the time to address them. Well, well it should be answered in, in the email that they sent you. I, I think it's pretty damn clear. Let's pull it back up again. All right, so a bit of a background uh, for the listeners. Uh, Spencer um, has this weird tendency when he's hanging out at your house to just take his socks off and put them places. And then he'll leave them. Uh, he's been doing this for years. Uh, he did this after he stayed at my house when he was snowed in, and we played the snow, and it was a lot of fun. And he came in with his wet socks. He took them off. He just laid them in my office. He kept them there. My wife, who is a saint, actually washed them. I was going to throw them away and or burn them. Uh, I gave them back to Spencer, at which point Spencer explained that the socks were what was it, like 10 years old, something like that? Uh, older than that, significantly older than that. No, 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 they, oh. they were nine years old. You, you figured this out because it was an old Adidas logo from back in the day, and Spencer was like, oh, yes, I, I got those socks in... Um, no, BJ, I'm pretty sure I said those socks were, I think, were over 15 years old. Yeah, they're older than that because they have the old old logo from... Yeah, they got the AI logo, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I was pretty sure I got those socks before I left high school. Oh, Jesus. Why, Spencer? That's so gross. They're still good. They still work. They're, funct- they're functional foot covers. <laughs> the, the, oh, okay. So, so for the listeners, what you don't know about most of these socks that Spencer wears is they have holes in them somewhere. Like his toe will peek out or something like that. And every so often, you know, when we were hanging out and, and drinking whiskey, he'd sort of like look at his toe and poke at it through the hole in the sock. And it's just like, Spencer... You're you're a lawyer at a, like a, a reasonable law firm. You're not you're not slummy at somewhere. Why do you have holes in your socks? And, and yeah, Spencer, the, Spencer, you've got the better call Saul socks. <laughs> An element of this is the fact I'm a lawyer. Five days of the week, I'm wearing my dress black socks, which I have a lot of pairs of dress black socks. I don't own much in the way of new casual clothing because I don't wear it that often. Yeah, you just don't put on clothing when you're not in the going in your 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 job. <laughs> well, BJ, I'm now looking at the email. How many socks did you send me? Um, Is it twelve sets of socks? Uh, I, well, I would call them pairs. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> the words have changed since I last bought socks, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, no, they were always pairs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe it's 12 pairs. Um, I did get you some no-show, so you can be like a normal person. Um, but but I well, did be, get you six pairs of crew, because well, that's just that, who you are. And in honor of your generous gift, I will go through my socks, and the ones that have holes in them, I will toss. The ones that don't, I will continue to wear. Okay, mm. so how Until about you leave them at my house. Ones, yeah, <laughs> toss the ones that have holes, and then maybe older than a decade that, you know, the elastic can't be really working anymore? Uh, I wouldn't have any socks, but I adhere to those rules. I have to, go all, have to get, get all new dress socks, have to get all new you know, casual socks, all the winter socks would be at. No, no, I can't. No. Okay, well, this is fascinating radio. Um, <laughs> maybe we can go to a bit of an agenda. Um, I have got one. Cool. What you got for us? Uh, so over New Year's, uh, we got together, we drank, we had good time, uh, and we talked about going on vacation, uh, specifically to Las Vegas. Uh, not surprisingly, uh, that just fell apart. And now God knows when we're going, maybe in the fall or something. But it did, uh, in my mind, um, uh, strike uh, sort of a thought, which is like, what? Like, 
ideal world, we all have all the money in the world, right? What would be the best group vacation? Right? Don't think about like the logistics of getting there. Don't think about the time off from work or the money. Like, let's do a round robin. Where would you want to go as a group vacation? Okay, so when you say group, I, I think the the number of people in the group and who's there is so important for this. Because, I mean, even as we're saying, like, we're getting a group together, we had, like, a group of, like, five or six people that seemed like they were actually going to go in April, and then it's like, oh, let's add, like, one or two more, and then the other side of that is, in our relatively diverse group, there are subgroups that are more interested in certain things than others, and so are we going to take, like, the group of eight-ish Mangamites and just say, like, all of those guys? Right. So, yeah, good points. And <laughs> you're right. Like anytime we try to do something as a group, inevitably somebody with a kid says, oh, I can't do it. So uh, this is BJ, you are the emperor. You are making this decision. And let's say seven other uh, Mangum guys are just going to go wherever you go for whatever length of time. And they're not going to question the money. What would you dictate? Are we bringing partners? No. Okay. Do we care that everybody has fun, or is this just I'm the emperor and I get to just? You're the emperor. People You're the emperor, and it's oh. you know same question for Levi Spencer and then me. Um, interesting. So, I feel like since you brought it up and you pr presumably have an idea, like it'd be great if you started. Like I'm willing to just sort of spit. Yeah, I'll go, but... and then you guys think about it. Uh, yeah. Mine is very easy, um, and just in all honesty, you guys could have thrown this on me. I'd still have this answer stocked and ready. I've pitched it to multiple Mangum guys before. I'm Let not me sure. Go ahead. Uh, are, are you going to pitch us on a river cruise in Europe? No. No, um, although that would be very good. I would have lost money um, on that. I thought that was going to go with. Yeah. No. The, the, uh, Amsterdam. Not the Viking River Cruises? Amsterdam? Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't surprise anybody at Amsterdam. <laughs> we would go to Amsterdam. We would uh, we would en uh, engage in legal activities. We would uh, check out the vast array of art museums, and there is some spectacular food in Amsterdam. Uh, and then we'd probably Indonesian go out in the countryside. Uh, say what? The Indonesian food there is is impressive. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and then we'd go out in the uh, in the in the countryside because not too far outside of Amsterdam, you can go to some really good like uh, dairy farms and get some. Great cheese and great milk and check out, uh, you know, do some tours and, and have a good time. So we could mix in a lot of things, but I think an Amsterdam trip would be a lot of fun. That, that would be my choice. Interesting. I, I, yep. I would not have pegged that for you. Um, oh. I like that. I actually like that choice. And, and um, I was in um, Amsterdam and then over in Belgium a couple of years ago. And that's a lot of what, what I ended up doing apart from the, uh, perfectly legal activities. Cause I didn't spend that much time in Amsterdam. Um, but definitely was a lot of fun. Um, and I would happily go back. Did you, uh, did you check out the Van Gogh museum? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me that too. Cool. Long, long wait, but it was worth it. Yeah, it was definitely worth it. Um, it wasn't quite as long of a wait, I think because, um, I went with my girlfriend in like March or, or something like that. And so the weather was just awful. Like the entire time we were in Europe, um, it was like rainy and just above freezing for pretty much the entire time, but it was a super fun trip. Um, okay. So. so Amsterdam is my call. BJ, go ahead. Ooh. Um, I think this is just because like, I'm, I've definitely wanted to go back there. Um, I would, go to Japan. 
Hmm. Um, I love the food there. There are a lot of fun things, like a lot of the hikes were just gorgeous. And so, honestly, I just kind of want to go back and share some of that experience with other people. And I know that there would be a bunch of people in our group that would just be like, I don't know what food I'm eating. I'm not okay with this, or just stuff like that. And I'd just be like, I don't give a shit. This is what we're doing. Um, I hear the KFCs are good over there. They are very yeah. good. Yeah, the apparently uh, Asian fried chicken is where it's at. Um, oh yeah, because they do it better. Um, Whoa, <laughs> settle down. No, no, I, I, this is not what I'm saying. This is the the uh, consensus from a lot of uh, food critics. Um, but yeah, I just the experience of like hiking up a mountain and going to a tiny noodle shop on the top that has amazingly delicious food was just so much fun and I, I'd want to do that in other parts of Japan and also uh, I want to supplement my knife collection and that's one of the places I want to do it. Okay so yeah I think that's a good call uh, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I take umbrage with you saying uh, that that Asian people do fried chicken better. I mean they can do good fried chicken but not necessarily better. So let's let's just put that out there but no i i think that would be a lot of fun i'd like to go to japan i would probably spend way too much money on food uh levi spencer would you be okay with that or would you be cussing cussing about going to japan japan it'd yeah. be fantastic i'd love to okay. um that's the place i've always wanted to go okay uh, levi's I, in spencer i too would love to go the only, only question i would have would uh where would we where would we be uh, where would we be basing from like um, a major city or at more in the countryside um i think a major city um i i definitely i so i want to go to kyoto um and i think that would be the next major city in japan that i'd want to do um but tokyo was awesome there was a train uh basically a subway that you could take for like an hour and a half and then it puts you at directly at the base of a mountain that you could just like walk a couple hundred feet and then start going up it. And so that that was just super awesome. And I think there there are loads of other places there that you can do that. Anyway. Great. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, Levi, do you have an answer here? I have two answers. And don't say Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I have two answers. So the answer, if we were five to seven years younger, uh, I would say Rio. Rio dur oh. during Carnival. Oh, boy. I, I could do that we, now. I don't I need mean, to be younger. I mean, we could do that now, but I think maybe we, we all wouldn't come back necessarily. Um, but I think <laughs> Rio, when we were younger, uh, would be the top choice um, now. I'd be a little curious about Macau and Hong, Hong Kong. Hmm. I think that'd be an interesting and adventure I, for us. Taiwan are, are both on my list of places that I need to go before I, I leave the West Coast. Well, I mean, especially in, in the vein of we don't, we're independently wealthy, we don't worry about money. Um, <laughs> get, gambling in Macau would be uh, uh, an adventure. I'd, I'd love to see what kind of crazy crap we can get into there. I think that one, that, that sounds doable. Oh, it's doable now. Um, it's a long flight. Um, very long flight. Yeah. Meh, it's fine. Nah, okay, uh, I, I support that one. I give that one a thumbs up. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I would probably... You guys would have had to drag me to Rio when we were younger. Now you're probably actually better out to getting me to go. But I know you're a wild Ooh, man now. Ooh, gosh. 
condenser. But in terms of but... and it's like just whatever, you know, anywhere's better. Well, it's interesting because like, <laughs> well, Levi framed Rio as like going during Carnival and like it being crazy and whatever. But when I think of Rio, I think of like, I would love to go and just sample the food. Like I've watched so many food shows uh, who go to Rio and there's such good like roast meat and uh, sauces and all this type of stuff. It sounds really good to me. Yeah, so, so Lee, when we retire or have enough money and, and free enough schedules, we, we definitely need to get in on that uh, food tourism. Yes, sir. Okay, well, Spencer wants to go to Carnival. He's a wild man now. Uh, he's got new socks, so he's prepared. Spencer, um, are you, what's your answer? Best vacation? I mean, you got, pretty much all you guys picked cities of various kinds. I'd probably actually try to avoid them. Uh, I'd probably try to find a relaxing place to base, but with plenty of opportunities beyond it to explore other things. So in terms of places I've been before that I really would want to go back to, I might pick something like, say, uh, rent out our own essentially house in Private Cove uh, on the big island of Hawaii, like somewhere maybe outside of Kona, where we can just have our own little private retreat to enjoy the beach, to enjoy the surf. Uh, isolated from the world, but connected enough to go to the city, to go to the beautiful areas around there that we can all explore and do countless other things we want to. Or maybe go back to uh, Costa Rica and maybe rent out a mountain lodge where we can just, just go over the entire country, explore all the beautiful places, sample the wonderful food, climb a few mountains, volcanoes, something along those lines, something that would be a little bit more away from the, uh, from the major cities uh, that we could just find our own place to enjoy it. Spencer wants a, re- a relaxing, romantic getaway with us. <laughs> do, do I have you three sold, or is, are you looking for the more hustle and bustle of Amsterdam, Macau, or Kyoto? Uh, I would prefer the other three, but no, what you said isn't bad. You know who would like that vacation? Uh, Spencer is Doug. I, yeah. I was, try- I was trying to think of something that I could get enough people to commit to, because some of the options we've gone through, I can picture various Magamites just finding a way to politely have something else that they're doing. For that okay, period. so you missed the premise. The premise was your emperor. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine that scenario, so I'm going with something more realistic. But I, I've had this problem with Doug because I've tried to vacation with Doug and have before, and he, he's always like, let's get like a little mountain getaway like cottage or something, and I'm like, that sounds fucking terrible to me. Why don't we get a casino? <laughs> so we, so we start. It actually really amuses me because um, I guess the two – furthest apart bachelor parties that I can think of are, so so it wasn't Doug's, but um, the Dustin's, who Doug Light, um, we we went to Vegas, and then for yours, we got, like, a house in, in basically on the AT, and, you know, sort of in the middle of nowhere, nice and quiet, and we, and we had some beers and, and played card games and stuff. Yeah, like, well, Levi playing that one. Um <laughs> Which God bless him for even God bless him for even doing it, but uh, that <laughs> I'm not a big mountain getaway guy. And Doug made me do it for his bachelor party because I was a part of his uh, wedding party too. Uh, and we were and we were literally like on the side of a cliff. Like I'm not like making this more dramatic than it is. It was like you you like one tire off the road, you're dead. Like it was that type of situation going up this mountain. I fucking hated it. And it was all his military friends were there. I was the only non-military guy. I was like scared of heights and had a, had a Hillary Clinton bumper sticker on my car. So you can imagine the dynamic that went on during this weekend. <laughs> but yeah, no, me, I would, I would go to city centers. I like, I like city centers yeah, being around uh, 
a lot of people, a lot of good food. But all of those were good. Uh, all of those were good answers. I think so it'd be a lot of fun. The other thing that I think it's funny is I know we've discussed this on a semi-regular basis. Is all going to Spain, mm. and that Ooh, being yeah. something that we sort of have talked about every couple of years. And I'm kind of amused that that didn't come up. I have a feeling that's because Levi was just in Spain and was just like, it was fun. I don't need to do it again anytime soon. Um, Levi was in Spain? Was he not? Yeah, I was in Spain. He was posting on Facebook, like, pictures from, like, I was just mm. in Spain. Um, yeah, so I would absolutely be down to go again, although, apropos <laughs> of this, um, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Terry. Um, oh, Barcelona's in Spain? Yes. <laughs> I'm such a dumbass. Barcelona's <laughs> <laughs> in Italy. God, oh, I'm going to remember that one for later use. Please yeah, tell, okay. please tell well, me. Well, to just, be fair, Doug, Doug, that. Yesterday, Doug yesterday referenced you going to Italy multiple times, so I wasn't the only one. That's well, he did retarded. go to Italy not too long ago. Yeah, I went to Italy and then separately Spain. Um, but in the vein um, <laughs> of, of this scenario, uh, BJ, you would absolutely cringe, but t- be chuckled or be tickled by this. So um, I'm at a work conference. I'm there for a couple of days. Um, they're trying to trim expenses on this fly everyone on the sales side to uh, uh, not inexpensive European city. Um, so we can't expense going out. So we mostly eat the catered food. But on uh, Thursday night, we, we go out. We go down to the center, uh, closer to the center of the city. Um, we're staying on the outskirts. We uh, go on a subway there. Um, we walk around a little bit, and we find a nice little tapas restaurant to, to hop into. We go there. Um, one of the guys on, on my team, um, he is a, a good American boy. Um, he, he is this nice 45 or so year old man. He doesn't like eating. Um, he doesn't like odd, eating? eating odd foods. Um, okay. Anything that right. is not a standard American fare. Um, and, he, and previously, uh, last year, they, they all went to Madrid uh, for a work event. Um, as a side note there, I got it. Well, that's in Spain too, right? Yes, it is. Uh, All right, good. I'm just taking notes. Um, it, it, it was funny talking to them about that because they all imagined that I was there, and I was like, no, 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 I wasn't invited to this thing. Um, but <laughs> So we're in this top tapas restaurant. We're ordering a bunch of food. We're trying to be cognizant of him. We're trying to order something that he would he would enjoy. Um, you know, we get um, some stuff for us, you know, some anchovies, some sardines, um, a, lot of, a lot of seafood, um, and we get um, octopus, sort of grilled a char-grilled octopus, um, and, and we're trying it. I'm like, Jim, Jim, I, you're really going to like this, especially the skin. It's got this nice little perfect char on it. It's delicious. Um, and he's, he's hesitant. He tries it. He enjoys it. Um, and we end up getting him some sort of fried chicken um, contraption. <laughs> and and, and it, it was very good. It had, had a very good awesome. better. Um, but after he has that, he's like, you know, that was good. I Thank you guys for for being mindful of me. Um, and then pull, like slyly pulls out of his pocket a six piece chicken nugget that he had bought in a, at McDonald's in a mall near um, near the hotel. He pulls this out an hour and a half in. He's pulling out cold chicken nuggets. But this man was terrified that we we're going to take him on an adventure where we wouldn't be mindful of of, of his interest. <laughs> and it was pe- was he packing. <laughs> he, he he bought. But he he had perfect comedian, uh, comedic timing. Um, he, he he sat on it. He didn't bring it out early on. He didn't say, I'm going to get this out of the way. 
he waited until, until close to the very end where, where he had been satisfied enough uh, to just slide this out, and we all just died laughing. I was like, really, Jim, this is what you're doing? Um, respect, but, though. I mean, uh, he, he had a plan. He did. Uh, and we actually ended up uh, putting it back on the plate where we had gotten the, the previous fried chicken, and they took, it, they, they took it back. And I can only imagine that the chefs in there were just like, what, what the hell is this? Um, That's pretty oh, funny. Okay. It actually reminds me of um, – so my grandmother used to cook Friday night meals pretty much uh, every Friday night, and we'd have family over. And um, one of uh, somebody I'm vaguely related to, we I call her my cousin because whatever, it's what you do. Um, it, she was probably like four-ish at the time, um, and so it was like probably eight-ish people for Friday night dinner. And my grandmother would make. Uh, you know, one or two like main course style things, a bunch of different sides, you know, probably like 10 different dishes. Um, I'll put together a really nice spread and dessert. And she always would bake every, every Friday. So fresh handmade uh, baked desserts. And, you know, after this impressive meal, little girl goes up to her mom and is like, um, can we stop for chicken nuggets on the way home? And just, she still has not lived that down. Like every so often, like when uh, we've gotten together, or uh, my mom's cousin who sees her a lot more often. Just every, every so often, any of that style of cooking comes up. She's like, you know, are you sure you don't want some chicken nuggets? Wait a second, and you give her shit for that? She was four. <laughs> Fair point. What the hell? <laughs> Maybe 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 let it go. She's four years old. Yeah, she won't take that. I don't give her. I I don't really give her shit for it anymore. I also don't see her that much. But but it was all you know. It was just a very funny thing that like she wasn't like her mom obviously didn't feed her like similar sort of more Russian uh, Eastern European food and so like it was completely foreign to her. But now she really loves it. So it's not less giving her shit and just like oh like hey do you you know more joking and less uh, a little bit less mean at least. Yeah, because my parents do that to me. Like, they'll be like, you know, say something like, oh, I really want some octopus or whatever. My mom's like, you didn't like that when you were three. And I'm like, like I understand your memory. Like, this is very real to you, but I was three yeah. years old. Like, I, I just liked chicken nuggets <laughs> yeah, with ketchup on. <laughs> okay, anything else on the uh, best vacation or dream vacation or whatever? Uh, here's a practical question. Um, for any of these scenarios that we have painted, what percent of Magnum do you think we actually could get to go on them? Well, uh, in, in, in like actual now, or if money was no object? Now. Now? Zero? Well, not zero, <laughs> because not zero. I'd go. Yeah, I'd go. Um, I think that the you, you would probably bat over 50% with people without kids uh, and probably 0% with people with kids. <laughs> I think my scenario has a hope for people with kids. Yeah, no. I don't know, man. It's I don't know. Like it seems like when people have kids, they just go, you know what? I'm just over everything. Like, <laughs> the, the weekends are hard enough. I'm not planning a vacation. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think the other thing is coordinating staying in the same place is a lot harder once you get above like three or four, and I think that. Either you get somebody to plan and sort of everybody else goes along and just sort of says, like, all right, tell me what to do. Like, we're going to go do this. And it requires a lot of 
more contact and conversation than I would say even a lot of the single people and or those without kids in Mangum are comfortable having on a regular basis. Um, I mean, even with a very simple weekend trip to Vegas where accommodations are never going to be an issue because we'll find a hotel that will have enough rooms and things like that, it it was like a two-week-long uphill struggle, and it was like, oh, hey, wait a minute, this other time would be better for me. All right, well, whatever, forget it. And right, that's, yeah. That's I think the... So I think it would go better if we just delegated and we just said, all right, here's the price point. BJ, you go pick the area, right? You go pick yeah. the, the hotel. Oh, yeah. I think that would work better. But one thing I've noticed with people with kids is if they have kids and you suggest something socially uh, that they can't do for whatever reason, they almost like guilt you for asking. It's almost like, <laughs> you seem like almost, offend, uh, almost offended that you even asked them to do this thing. And they're like, oh, I could never do it. Like, I remember specifically, like, I know this person will go unnamed, but uh, it's a spouse of one of our, uh, our Mangum friends. And, and she posted on like Facebook or something. And she's like, you know, how do I make sense of local elections? I don't know how to do this. Like, I, I can't figure out these candidates. And I said, well, go hear them speak. And she just responded with, oh, I can't do that. with Like this sort of like super dismissive, I can't do that with kids. Like almost telling me like it was like, uh, like I'm, I'm like posh or I'm super fortunate that I'll, like on like a random Thursday, I can go to like a 4-H like club and listen to some local councilman give a speech. Like I just felt like, okay, well, all right, well, we can't have conversations because I never know when you're just going to pull the kid card and tell me I'm being unreasonable. I mean, I think that might be a, a decent way to just be like, all right, well, we're just not going to have conversations about a whole host of topics now. And that's fine. Yep, exactly. It's a good marker. Um, so I, I actually, well, I'm going to segue into this because, you know, uh, I wanted well, to. Well, do we want to do next whiskey? Oh, yeah, let's definitely do the next whiskey before uh, we get too much further. Um, so this other wiki is Ula. Um, it's from Three Shores. I don't really know exactly how this works, but the distillery is Ula. Um, they're up in Seattle, and it is a Cabernet Sauvignon finish. And so um, the reason I chose this to go second is it is a lot heavier on the uh, flavoring, and so it's a lot sweeter and very whiny at the finish, and, and I think it would be a little bit harder to follow it with a uh, lighter whiskey. I was actually kind of bummed that when I was out in Seattle, I didn't go and visit Ula because I didn't realize that they were out in Seattle uh, when I was there. All right, BJ, I have this one. Awesome. Just, just poured it. Ula. I appreciate that you're holding up my terrible uh, handwriting for everybody to see. <laughs> So, ooh, ooh la! At least Lee likes it. I do uh, like it. Spencer, how do you feel about the campfire in this one? Uh, Spencer just went to go check his uh, whiskey cabinet again to confirm whether he was able to find it. Uh, this one was apparently lost in the move. I do not have this one, so I have okay. alternatives. Uh, sure. Uh, well, why don't you? I think that you have two of the whiskeys that Lee sent you from uh, two or three times ago. I drank both of those during Mangum Race. Uh, I've got something else. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> Spencer, you're so bad at radio. Just lie. I can't do it. Just lie. Just say you have it. All right. I've got something here we're going to try out. It doesn't have a label. We'll see what how this goes. Oh, so that was one of so, the ones that Lee sent you three three times ago. So I'd like to point out that Levi is no longer on the call. Uh, I'm not. Gonna, oh, you went away. You went away for a while, though, because you texted me BRB. Yes, yeah, so BRB, and I was, I, I was right back. I thought you were – here's where I was going with that. It's an acronym. I thought you were gone for my jag about, like, shitting on people with kids because usually when I go that route, you, you step in and, and body check me because you're a big, big kids guy. You want to have, like, 14 or something. <laughs> don't know about all that. Uh, and definitely don't say that around around my girlfriend. Um, but no, I've I, I've been here for a bit. Um, I was let's let's go and have this have this whiskey, and then we'll we'll continue with the conversation. But I was I was curious how the answers would change if we included partners in this. If we have to sort of not just bring along you know seven eight now it's fourteen sixteen people. I like it. Spencer, oh. take note. That's good radio. Levi just set up the next segment, and now we're going to talk about whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, so Levi, uh, you're the last person to try this uh, whiskey. Uh, what do you think? I like Spencer and Bad at Radio, and I do not have it, so I've got an alternative. Oh. <laughs> so, so, so the my favorite thing about this is I literally handed a bottle of this to each of the people on this podcast in person. Said, don't drink this. This is for the next episode well i didn't and drink I, I just only have one small bottle uh in my apartment i don't know where, where it could have gone i'm i'm pretty sure you just gave me one uh i mean we we, we now have 50 50 um i think maybe terry had all of them and just 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 gargled them down as nightcaps uh a couple of nights ago uh yeah, could have been except mine that didn't check out fair enough um but yeah i i'm having maker's mark uh because i <laughs> Well, BJ, I'm going to tell you, uh, so drinking this, it, it, it tastes a little like uh, chemically on the back end or like Ooh, I'm glad I don't med- have it now. medicinal or something. Like there's a yeah, weird so thing on the back end that is, I don't like. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon bottle. And so it, it, it's, a little, it's a little weird. It's a little sweet. And that's sort of why I didn't want to start with it because I feel like this would just overpower the Japanese whiskey. But I guess it wouldn't have mattered because you didn't have the Japanese whiskey. <laughs> you could have no. finished it out with a more Well, look, hey, we're sticking to the premise. It's yeah, a weekend we're, and we're, we are we're drinking, drinking together and we're exactly. drinking. That, that's, that's the whole point. That's the fun. Um, and everybody did get to try at least one whiskey that everybody else has. Mm-hmm. And ironically, okay. the only tiny bottle I had left was Black Saddle, so I'm perfectly happy. Spencer doesn't lose the Black Saddle. He, he does not. <laughs> well, now I am. I just chugged it, so that's all I got left. Chugged <laughs> it? Spencer. Spencer, why don't you have your uh, your camera on? Because uh, we're recording that. radio here? Yeah, we like to see you when you chug things. It, uh, it, that helps the setup. I can uh, Right after you do so, I can ask you a question. All right, buttons, buttons, buttons. Oh my God, Spencer! Spencer's right. hilariously technologically impaired, and I don't understand why. My favorite aspect of this was you had an almanac in college that you would regularly reference instead of going to Wikipedia, and it was—I felt like it was a nighttime story comfort thing. <laughs> why are we? Why do we have a picture of wires? 
uh, because you're we're goading Spencer into sharing his screen. I wanted to share my screen, and, and I, I, I'm sharing now, aren't I? You are. Uh, BJ's just confused by me sharing the back of my monitors. <laughs> Yeah, like a, this big layout on my desk because uh, I work from home now, um, and so my <laughs> my webcam okay. does not uh, point to my face, which is good. All right, all right, Spencer, knock that back. What what is that you have? Is that black saddle? Uh, this would be the second bottle of black saddle. I had half one bottle, and I was able to fill this much left of the second and last remaining bottle. All right, let's okay. go. All right, sure. All right. Woo! Spencer did actually drink the rest of the glass. I like that. I'll do the same. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Woo! Okay. So, Levi brought up an interesting question. Uh, If we were going to add in spouses or significant others, how did that change your answer for best vacation? And I will will start. Uh, It changes it a lot. I would not pick Amsterdam. Um, I would probably pick. Um, oh, let's. I would probably pick somewhere. I'll start uh, off. In, if, in, if, uh, go ahead. If you have to think about it, I mean, my answer would be, and this is the place that Sam and I are going to be going soon. Uh, well, not soon, but uh, it's on the roadmap. Um, New Zealand. I think going to New Zealand would be a fun time. Oh. You just pick mm-hmm. places that speak English? Whoa, bro. Who? <laughs> no, I think going to New Zealand would be, would be incredible, especially as a group. I mean, it's a beautiful place. There's a lot of diverse number of things to do. Um, Spencer clearly is interested in all of this. I am indeed. Okay. And if I'm um, also bringing Bridget along for this trip, uh, both of mine would work. She loves to scuba dive, but I think any of your options she'd be happy with just because she loves to go to places that she's never been to before. And as far as I know, I don't believe she's been to any of, any of those countries. That's another thing that's been plaguing me um, because I, since coming to the West Coast, I've subscribed to some travel deal uh, emails and, and stuff like that. And there have been a couple of New Zealand and Australia deals that have just been painful for me to read because um, I, I think the last one was um, airfare and hotels and it was about 1200 for Australia and then there was another one for flights to New Zealand from like LAX that was like five 600 and every time I see that and I start booking trips to like go visit you guys or other people on the east coast I'm just like do I want to see my family or friends or go to New Zealand? B. You should pick B. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I We're like pretty boring. You. I like seeing you, but you should pick New Zealand or Australia. Yeah. So I was getting to an answer um, right before Levi jumped in. I, I, I think what I would do uh, is probably a Western European trip. We would have a home base in Paris and then just, you know, take the – uh, whatever tra- a transportation mechanism we have, like a, a bus or, or train or whatever, to different places. Because I feel like we, if you, you home base in Paris, you can get to you know, London, you can get to Berlin, you can get to different city centers, which would be a lot of fun. So that'd be my pick. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, since you had uh, one of the uh, criteria for for this discussion being uh, an emperor, I don't care. They can they can. Suffer in, in different <laughs> as much as the rest of us can. Um, 
for for enjoyment purposes and and I think everything else, um, I do think that Spain um, would be which Barcelona is in, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just, just Barcelona. Check out, um, the the amount that I want to stuff my face full of hamon is super mm-hmm. high, and I don't really care what other people do at that point. Like once I'm getting, once I'm getting my fill of good food and good scenery, you know. I'm happy. Spencer, I'm interested. Does yours change? No, it really doesn't. I mean, yeah, I don't uh, think so. One of the things Bridget and I love to do when we travel is scuba dive, and I was probably going to try to uh, convince you guys, convince you guys to take a scuba diving course while we were in those places anyway. Um, so, I, oh come on, it's fun. Either either of the options would be fine with her. Also, any of the options you guys have recommended, she would jump on just because she adores going to places she hasn't been before. So all I'm a big fan. Well. I'm a big fan of like where we're like I, I like like the ground, right? I don't need like mountains or I don't need to go below the ground. I like the just level, like ground level. That's where I'm at. Again, come on down to Florida. We'll do a couple days scuba diving and hang gliding, and then we'll go to the Seminole Casino. You know, to get our way to it. You can't get more ground level than Florida. I believe that Space Mountain is the, like, was one of the highest points in Florida until, like, they built some new roller coasters. This is a really sad fact, but uh, in South Florida, South Orlando, I'm fairly sure the highest point is a, a local point near me that is known as Mount Trashmore. It's the local landfill. Okay, so the highest, right. the highest peak in Florida, according to Wikipedia, is 312 feet above sea, sea level called Sand Britain Mountain, Hill. Right? Which one? Britain Hill. Okay, up north. It looks like. Yeah, it's part of Sugarloaf Mountain, which yeah. I don't know how they get off calling 312 feet a mountain. Well, they call it a hill, to be fair. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's that's apropos. Well, it, it, it's Sugarloaf Mountain, um, and uh, Britain Hill rises to 345 feet above sea level. I don't know. Anyway, let me, let me confirm how tall that landfill is and see. Maybe they just have a really good sense of uh, sarcasm down there. I don't think so, but maybe they do. Okay. Yeah, the highest point in South Florida is 60 feet above sea level, Mount Trashmore. <laughs> Anyway. By the way, a side note, that hurts me because, so, Terry, where you and I grew up, uh, there's a Mount Trashmore in Virginia Beach. Yep. And I thought that was I thought that was unique, but apparently it's not. So, which uh, makes sense. It's one of those things. Yeah, that well, the know. one in Virginia Beach, right, that was, that, that's an old, like, um, trash center, right? And then they do a bunch of dirt on it. Now, like, you can actually go and, like, walk up it or whatever. But yeah, I would like to point out, go ahead, Leva. I was going to say, I mean, it's a relatively nice park. They have like a skate park, um, a lot of playground area, um, but go ahead. Well, I was just going to point out that if Spencer had told me that the highest point in South Florida was named Mount Trashmore, I would have just accepted it. I wouldn't have even thought that maybe there was trash there. I would just thought, like, it's just some shit. <laughs> <I haven't been." laughs> it's just a local name. Yeah, sure. It sounds right. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that's our, our best uh, vacations, our dream vacations with and without spouses. Um, I think I came off as uh, a su- sufficient creep by picking uh, Amsterdam and then completely going back on it when you said that our <laughs> 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 you know, others would be there. Uh, <laughs> no, 
Um, I know. Actually, it, it, what's hilarious is that I was like, I was trying to sell it as like, yeah, you can go to the Van Gogh Museum, and then you're like, spouses are going to be there, and I'm like, nope, all right, we're good. Museum was far too risque for that. So, it, did you, so did you look at the uh, ideas that I put down on, on the uh, Google Calendar when you came up with that? No. Oh, so that's really funny. So one of the things that I, a topic that I was going to toss out there is, um, what's the worst vacation that you've been on? Mm. And Ooh. why was it bad? Um, mm. But and and I know you I go ahead? it out there, and I was just like I, I, I have trouble choosing because I haven't really had that many bad vacations. I would definitely say the worst was um, when um, I I wasn't seeing anybody at this time, and one of my ex girlfriends that I'm still kind of friendly with was like, "Hey, do you want to go to Disney World?" And I went with her and Disney world is definitely not the happiest place on earth. I think that's actually Disneyland. Um, it is a vaguely acceptable place to be, but neither of us could drink. Um, Disney world, a vaguely acceptable place to be. Basically everything's overpriced and there's all there is to do is Disney. And I guess for me, that's fun for maybe like six to eight hours at most for, and we were there for, I don't know, three or four days, and man, it was just not at all worth it. You take like from the hotel we were in, like you take a bus into the park, you spend a bunch of time in the park, and I don't care about Disney. I mean, the movies are fine, but I don't need to go on like a Dumbo roller coaster or whatever else, and just not like the food was expensive and bad. And I wasn't seeing anything that interests me. And it was just like, this This was awful. And this was, a, you know, essentially a waste of money. I mean, like, it was perfectly decent spending time with her. And, and I got to, you know, hang out and, and do, do whatever it is you, you do with uh, an ex-girlfriend that you haven't seen in a while. But, like, other than, you know, it was, it was just boring. And I, I do not get why people go to Disney World kids period and even like i feel like with kids it would just make every experience that much worse because as an adult i'm relatively patient and i think i was a relatively patient child and i do remember going to disney world and it being fun but i also remember waiting in line a lot and also i don't have good memories of that time of my life and so i probably just remember the highlights not sitting and waiting in line in the heat and it's only gotten worse and so I know it's a destination for people with kids, but I feel like it's like the worst choice of to do with a family with kids because you're yeah. with them doing nothing in a place that you, no one's happy. Yeah. So, so BJ, I feel like it would snowball on you if you had kids. So it would start with, okay, the kid needs to go down for a nap. It wants to watch a movie. Okay. Watch frozen. And then it's like, okay, well, yeah, we need to, like, do something as a family. Maybe we'll go to the Lion King, like, a play. And then, like, all of a sudden, you've done enough things where the kid's like, I need to go to Disney World. Like, I feel like it snowballs on people. It's oh, not I'm like sure everybody – Yeah. But but then the best part about that is, like, you get down to Disney World, and, like, you're you're paying an incredible amount of money for this. And so you get up early, you start doing this, and then, like, you get in line for a ride, and it's like, all right, well, I'm hungry. And so, yeah, you have some snacks packed, and they eat that, and then, like, everybody's crummy and super messy, 
and they're unhappy because like the crumbs are bothering them and then you're still in line for like another half hour to get to the ride and then it's yeah. just like all right where have i gone wrong i'm in yeah, I don't, I don't know, BJ. You might not. Maybe you shouldn't have kids. I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> that, sound was, like, uh... that was literally my reaction to this conversation. It's like, BJ, you are not fit to have kids because yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound right. There'll be some rough times, but you know what? There'll be rough times at home, man. You know, the kids, no, the kids happy. I, I the kids will be, be have crumbs on them. Yeah. No, no, I get it, but like, yeah, I guess for me, like the idea of Disney World is like you're forcing your kids to try and like be unhappy in a place that like you can't really cater to their needs or to like their wants and it just seems like it just be unpleasant but i mean also i'm sure you know i you know if i had kids and stuff i'd figure it out and i i think that kids would be a lot of fun they're just better places to have fun with them but okay. anyway that's my two cents my worst vacation fair enough let's go to levi and levi if you say your worst vacation was any vacation you've been on with me i'm gonna hang up so this is a really difficult question, and and to be honest, I, I did not review the uh, agenda beforehand, so it's been sprung on me in the past couple of minutes. Um, I'm really finding it hard to think of a bad vacation I've been on. Um, I understand the question is worse, but worse to me is is better than the alternative, right? Of like not being on the vacation, uh, in which case everything's been great. Um, I mean, there's indications where I've not preferred things like um, it sounds bougie, but I mean, probably my worst. I was going to say, how did you like what about the Las Vegas bachelor party mini vacation where your flight was delayed? And yeah, but we got 50,000 good stories out of that. It was fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had a blast with that. one. Yeah. I mean, like objectively, it probably is not yeah, fantastic, but it's, it's great. Um, I mean, honestly, my, my worst in air quotes, the worst vacation was um, when I started at the company I'm at now, uh, the first year I won uh, what's called a, uh, a president's club. So one of the best of the, the division that I was in, Woo. I, I got sent to St. Lucia and, um, and spent some sort of this dovetails into your uh, your ideal place. Uh, it was just hot and muggy, and I just was like, you know what, this is not fun. Uh, could you have just given me the the, the dollar equivalency, taken off twenty twenty percent, and I'd go to the mountains and be by myself? It'd be fantastic. Um, mm, mm. Um, yeah. So, so wait a second. I'm just going to jump in here, <clears throat> Levi. Your worst vacation was a vacation you got for free to St. Yeah. Lucia. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just just checking in. <laughs> That that does make me happy. I really wanted something exactly like this when I brought up the topic because I knew it'd just be something weird. Also, well, I like how you point this out, Levi, and that Spencer is not happy when he's warm or sweaty or in muggy areas at all. Yet all the places that Spencer is like, oh, I want to go is on a beach in Hawaii where it's going to be super hot. Like, I do you just there's imagine? There's an ocean. Presumably, the house has air conditioning. There's things I can do about it. Yeah, but like you want to travel to a beautiful place and stay in AC, Spencer. That's extremely weird. It's like midnight when I'm going to sleep. Sure, yes, I'd like air conditioning wherever we're going to go. We can go in the capital. I still want the hotel. I have air conditioning. When you go to sleep from like two p or two a.m. to like nine or ten a.m. because that's apparently your preferred sleep schedule. But like if you go (laughs) on a hike, you know, to the rainforest or sorry about that, guys or whatever, then like. You're you're gonna bring like a port- portable uh, air conditioner with you or something? No. All right. Well, while Levi or uh, sorry, while BJ goes and talks to the delivery man, um, 
I would like to uh, point out that here's what I think is going on with Spencer. I think Spencer would really like so – Spencer, I'm going to speak for you, so just sit down, take a breather. You always do. Go on ahead. Uh, he would like the mountains. Uh, that's his preferred uh, location. But him and Bridget have this scuba diving thing, so he feels like he has to stay somewhere where there's an ocean. Like it, there's like an obligation for that. Although that's the – like, it's very dumb to do scuba diving. Like, it's just a stupid thing to do. But, like, it's something that you're doing. So, I mean, I, I respect it. It's funny you mentioned St. Lucia, Levi, because one of my favorite trips I ever went on was to Aruba, where we just rented out, a be- rented out a beach house for about two weeks and just toured the island from there. And it was a wonderful trip. Two um, weeks. Yeah. Bougie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say this is the worst in this classification. So, one, I don't go on a lot of vacations. Um, it sounds... Uh, I like how you say you don't go on a lot of vacations, but you were just in Spain and then before that Italy enough so that somebody referencing a European country is like, yeah, Levi was probably there sometime recently. Like, who knows? Uh, yeah, no, this is like literally the, the the worst time for me to make this claim that I don't go on a lot of vacations. Uh, I was in Spain for work. I will I will let you know, and I spent a day and a half uh, on my own. Um, but but I don't typically uh, do a lot of uh, vacationing. My girlfriend is is very different in the sense of like forcing me to go on vacations, which is fantastic because I wouldn't otherwise go. Um, but yeah, I mean the worst vacation is is that. But even even still, I had a, I had a good time. Um, I could have made it better if I had like prepped ahead and, and figured out that maybe I can't scuba with my mustache. Um, that probably just need to go full full snorkeling. Um, but you can scuba with a mustache. I can show you how. It's easy. Uh, I couldn't fit the little face. Is that a euphemism? (laughs) (laughs) Please don't show him that. But, yeah, no, it's... I can't have been on a bad vacation, objectively speaking. Um, So, Terry, what about you? Uh, So, I don't really have a good answer to this question. Um, I'm like Levi, like... Well, just behind the curtain, like, I hate my job. Although I have a great job with great people, I just don't like doing it. Um... And I probably wouldn't like any job just because I don't like working. Uh, So anytime I'm off of work and I'm just somewhere else, I'm okay. I can make it work. I mean, I'm the guy that watched the Firefest documentaries and thought, I'd like to go to that. That sounds good. Like, I I totally would have been fine with Firefest. I'd have got there. I'd have seen it was a shit show. I would have gone out into the mainland, had some good food, met the locals. I'd have had a blast. So anytime I'm not working and I'm somewhere and it's not home, I can make it work. Uh, I will say that, though – my parents, when I was growing up, uh, hated each other, uh, and they've now divorced, thank God. Uh, so I would say my answer is any vacation I ever took with the both of those. So anytime the both of them and me were somewhere that wasn't North Carolina, uh, that's my answer. But since I've been an adult, I can make any vacation work. I'll have a good time wherever I'm at. And by the way, um, it, it may be nice. Like, you may do some sort of uh, revisions history with area. You know, he. He didn't really think that his parents were, were bad together. Um, but I remember, didn't they get a divorce when we were just starting college? Or was it- yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, that's not revisionist history. They, they were I, bad. I remember asking you, like, oh, are you okay? And he's like, no, no, no this is fantastic. This is great news. Um, which, is, <laughs> which is not the reaction you hear from, from people's, people's parents getting divorced. He was just static for him. He's like, I'm so proud of both of them. Um, they, they finally figured it out. It's exactly. true. Like they sat me down and they were like, "Look, son, you've got some bad news. We're getting a divorce." And I was like, "Okay, 
I plan for this. Okay, Dad, you get uh, Thanksgiving. Mom, you get Christmas. All right, look, here we go. Like, I, I got a whole plan for this. I've been waiting for this for like 15 years. Like, yeah. <laughs> good on you, <laughs> folks. I think that's one of the big things that made my vacation a bad vacation was I was still in college at the time, so it wasn't really as an adult. And so, like, it put just a different flavor to it. So, I don't know. That, anyway. that is true because, I mean, college in some ways is a vacation from real life. Um, it's just you, oh, have, many ways. Oh, yeah. you have uh, some assignments to, to turn in occasionally um, as opposed to, like, work life where it's like, you know what, I could be at work. I'm not, so that's good. Uh, so I'll take this. Yeah, I just don't know of like a situation where you could like, I could go on a vacation with anybody I like, uh, anywhere, and not make it work. Like I can always make it work. Like there's always interesting things to do, interesting people to talk to, interesting food. So I mean, I, I, I will say there's always ways to make a vacation better, and there there may be roadblocks or sort of things that come up. Be like that wasn't the best thing in the world, but it's always compared to the alternative, which is I could be at my desk. Uh, right. And th- so that's why, going the, to you know, it's not compared to like, well, if you were at your desk, but like, you know, the vacation that you enjoyed the least as opposed to. Uh, oh, anyway. OK. All right. Well, Spencer. let me think about it through that lens. I might have a different answer. Spencer Pants, stop looking at your navel. Spencer, do you have any more, any more whiskey? I actually do. I've got a little bit of the one I could not pronounce. I think it was from an, a peninsula on uh, Scotland, the Bunahabam Gilban. Yeah, Bunahabam Tauban. It's a C, not G, sorry. Yeah, it's a C with a mark on it, so it looks a little bit more like a G. It That, mm. um, yeah, I, I want to watch you drink this, and I will describe your face for, the, uh, for our listeners, because as Spencer is, as we've been making fun of Spencer a lot in this episode and previously, mm-hmm. he calls things campfire. And so this is actually a peaty whiskey and smoky whiskey. And that, Spencer, there's a bunch of... Spencer, what, what, yeah, there's still, still more in that bottle. You're not going to drink this any other time. We're there you go. Right there. Anyway, Everybody so, in the pool. Thank you, Spencer. All right. While I'm telling the story, uh, I've, got, I've got two. Uh, one, in just reference to BJ, I too have been to Disney World and didn't amazingly enjoy the experience, but it was fascinating being there with somebody that was having the time of their fucking life. Ooh, um, went, with, went with a collection of family members, uh, including my cousin, who brought a girl that he was already representing was going to be his fiance at some point in the recent future. Um, uh, already representing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he was fronting. Well, what was fascinating was I saw the moment their relationship kind of ended, uh, and I'd never experienced Ooh. that before, of where we were there, and it was my first experience of Florida, and it didn't necessarily give the best taste of the place that I now live in, and it was about 110 in the shade, the humidity level of soup. The, there were herds. Poet. There were just herds of just vast moving swaths of tourists. Uh, in a way that you just couldn't even get past. It was like just solid bolt works of people going down the streets. It was not a fun experience. The lines were three hours long to get on anything, and they weren't that great anyway. But as we're sweltering through this heat, as we're marching off to the next ride, I don't particularly want to go on. Uh, I look over at uh, this girl. It was perfectly nice. And just see that there is just sunshine beaming from her. She's just this kind of radiance of joy that you want to experience it with her, but you're kind of pissed off that she's enjoying it so much more than you are. And she turns back to the rest of us and says, oh, when we're getting married, of course our wedding is going to be here at Disney World. And Uh 
my cousin laughed, assuming that she was joking, and then turned and realized that she wasn't. And they both stared at each other for a second, and there was just kind of a mutual recognition in that moment. Oh, this is the moment where we realize we're not going to work, and it's about a wedding at Disney. Yeah, Disney people are serious. Um, yeah. I have a bunch of friends. Wait a second. Sorry, BJ. I'd like to point out, uh, they were probably on the rocks before then. because I that, <laughs> Yes. I would assume not, this was the straw. If that broke the relationship, I'm, <laughs> I think they probably had other problems. Go ahead, BJ. Yeah, Disney people are serious. Uh, one of my best friends that, that I grew up with, he and his wife are consummate Disney people. They go on a regular basis. He proposed to her there. He worked there in the summer, like during college, and kept up his employment status there so they could get like free tickets. They went like quite a number of years, and I just I don't get it. It 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 baffles me. But but there are people, and they are Disney people, and they get all excited about it, and they make me uncomfortable. Yeah, agreed. Spencer, time to drink that campfire. Well, I my actual one though, because Disney was it was just fine. It wasn't just was ignoring me. I've got it in my hand, man. Okay, Spencer took a drink. That's oh, and so, ah. so he just turned to the side and like, like one eye closed as he was trying to like get it past his gullet, and he shuddered a little bit as he put the glass down. And my, I think my favorite part about this is it looked like he still had some left in the glass. Oh, I'm not chugging that. No. <laughs> He wants to not a black saddle. <laughs> ah, that is vile. Okay, that is, a, that's, that is burning vinegar. Doesn't like the Buna Hobbit. Okay, but what is your your actual answer? Uh, in the high school, uh, my mom planned a family reunion to occur in Venezuela, which was a delightful idea. Is that in Mexico? Sure. Um, I thought you so, were Mexican, Spencer. I am not, but let's go on with the story for right now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she set this to occur primarily in Caracas, Venezuela, which is already a, not a exactly a tourist town. It's pretty straight concrete structures as far as the eye can see. Uh, this is also planned to happen, and I don't know if she coordinated this, during the referendum of Hugo Chavez. Hmm. <laughs> he won uh, that, by the way. Yeah, he did win that, and I knew that he was going to win when I couldn't go anywhere in the town because there were thousands upon thousands of people waving red flags, marching in order, pretty pissed at the idea of foreigners being in the streets and in any way threatening their beloved dictator. Um, so that, that, that alone put a bit of a damper on things. Um, so question for you. Why didn't you just put on like a shirt for Hugo Chavez and just be like, yeah, I'm with you guys. Like, and then okay. just like have fun. Those of you who have known me for extended period of time, picture me freshman year Mangum. Now put that about three years earlier with just even, some degree of even development in terms of improving social standing over that three-year period. Yeah, but okay. like, wouldn't your mom have like packed clothes for you and like told you what to do? I mean, because because honestly, oh, she did, like, and that my, my in many ways made it worse. Like, you, you know, you just had like t-shirts with holes in them and like didn't have socks because you forgot them and like packed dirty clothes because like that was what was in your room. This is, yes, mom planned everything out. In many ways, I found that even worse just because everything was being planned around the family reunion of mostly yeah. second and third cousins that I, have not, that I had not met before and didn't really know and didn't really bond with to any degree. So that was one issue. 
One of the big issues I remember, too, is, again, dealing with all the massive protests, dealing with a country that was shut down as a result of debating what its future was going to be in terms of interacting with the global community. The flight back was one of the worst experiences I've ever had. Um, and that on our, uh, on our way to try to fly back, American Airlines' global network crashed. And so our flight was delayed by about nine hours of us waiting in the airport, which already wasn't great. Um, we land, we arrived in Miami only for Miami to be suffering from what they dubbed a mini hurricane, which I don't think that's a technical term. That's what they were no, calling it. No, it's not. It. Yes, not. Um, which effectively shut down the airport, which apparently we didn't know about until we were over Miami airport and we had nowhere else to go. So we just circled for about another four or five hours. Uh, we eventually landed at the same time that um, the airport shut down and the last flight left. Um, so we landed with about 45,000 other people that were caught in the airport, tens of thousands of people. I think, I think, I think, I think the total I read in the newspaper is 25, um, that were also trapped in there with very limited flights out because Miami is, you know, like the final destination point for the United States. It's, there's only so many flights that go in and out of it and to go to places where you want to go north. Um, so a retirement trip, I like it. We spent uh, about three days in the airport with thousands of other trapped people. Where at one point I remember three well, days. We, what is happening? Here? Holy we crap! We could not get a flight out. We this is a good answer to this question, that. Spencer. We yeah. waited in line. There was one line. We waited for three hours. We got tickets, only to find out that the airline was just printing fake tickets to make people go away. So we didn't actually get tickets that would get us home. <laughs> What was like shit that happened in Africa? <laughs> I distinctly remember if we waited in line in the McDonald's with uh, it was hundreds of other people because uh, we were desperate for food because every other restaurant was out of food just because there were so many other people there and they weren't prepared. And we finally waited through this line for what felt like most of an evening. I think we got there at like six o'clock and waited until like one a.m. Um, and we make it to the front and they s- reveal to us what food they have remaining of which they're advertising that they have salt, ketchup, and three chicken nuggets. Not three chicken nugget packets, three chicken nuggets. I don't know what happened to the other ones that were in the little box, but that's what they had available at that point. Um, so I very much remember uh, my sister's three years old, uh, I'm three years older than my sister, and she was having a very rough time of where I can't imagine why. It was my dad, my sister, and me. My mom stayed behind in Venezuela for a few more days with the family. And we made her a nest out of our used clothing just so that she could have something vaguely resembling sheets. And she slept underneath a row of chairs. My dad just passed out, utterly exhausted from trying to support all of us, is me staying up all night for two days to watch our stuff as people in the blackness, just like zombies in some kind of movie, just slowly wandered past us with all the lights turned off in the airport. Um <laughs> So you're the best. Keep how the story going. How are you keeping this from us? This is amazing. I know. I haven't told this story. Um, yeah, yeah. Just finish up, and then we're gonna we have some serious commentary on this one. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna finish up because I'm gonna have to plug in my computer here in a second. About to die. Um, so, at the end of I think it was the second day, um, we were waiting in line for our third attempt to get tickets because the prior two we'd gotten tickets that proved to not be tickets. Um. So we were waiting for tickets. My dad, and he still hates himself that he did this, cut in line to get to the front because he was like, I've got kids. 
I don't care if it's a damage thing to my honor. I don't care if people are pissed. I have to do this. He cuts in line, pretends like he's got an elite pass ticket so he can get to the front. Gets us, basically just says, I'll take any ticket you have if it goes north. I don't care. I'll make the rest of it work. I just need to get my kids out of Miami. Um, he gets us three first-class tickets that are actually going direct to where we want to go. I don't, how, I don't know how he arranged it. He was able to convince this woman that, look at my children. They're dirty. They're crying. I need to get out of the city of Miami. Bad things are happening. We get on the plane. It's real tickets. They let us on the plane this time, which you can only imagine how disappointed we were to be getting ready to get on a plane only to find out our tickets were fake twice before at this point. So we're, we're hanging by a thread. We get in there. And this is still today the only experience I've ever had of first class. I've never otherwise flown a first, out of first class anywhere. We get in our seats. Uh, my sister falls asleep within seconds. I'm practically carrying her to the seat at this point. Get her next to the window. Let her pass out. My dad's sitting across the aisle from us because there's nothing else that he can do. Uh, there's a guy between me, I'm in the middle seat, and my dad. And he looks over at me, and I'm, I don't even know what I smelled like. My normal odor was even worse at this point. Um, I'm covered in clothing that I've been wearing for days. At this, point. at this point, I'm wearing the same clothing that I already put in my bag from when it got dirty in Venezuela. That's all I got. Um, my dad is trying to maintain as much dignity as he can, but it's just impossible in the circumstances. And this guy sitting next to us, is in the most immaculately tailored suit I've ever seen in my life to date. It's just, I can't even imagine what the cost of this fabric was. And he's looking it over at us, and he's looking to my dad, and he says in the most haunty tone possible, I think you have found yourself in the wrong seats. And my last memory is my dad inventing curse words I'd never heard before as I fall asleep hearing him just cuss the fuck out of this guy that's next to us for what he said to us. Um, we arrive having had about an hour and a half sleep, having not really slept for three days in advance, and we proceed to try to drive home because our car has been sitting at the airport for days longer than it should have. And it was one of those nerve-wracking experiences possible as my dad trying to drive us home. Because you guys remember, I didn't actually have my license even in college. So I could not offer to do this for him. And you this didn't have a license in college? No, I didn't no. have my license until I went to law school. Oh, uh, anyway, that's a story for another day. Another story, yeah. But he, it was one of the most nerve-wracking experiences possible as we're three people trying to drive one car where any of us are essentially above the legal limit for tiredness to get home. Um, we make it by essentially driving by Braille because none of us can really see at this point. We get home and we sleep for at least 24 hours straight, just utterly content to have the city of Miami and the country of Venezuela behind us forever. So I offer this as my example of how a vacation can go wrong in all kinds of creative ways, and I hope you guys will accept that that was not a good trip. That Jeez. takes the cake. My that God, takes the cake. Uh, Spencer, exactly you. This the, is. Go ahead, BJ. Uh, guys, hold on, sorry. I actually do need to pause. My computer is dying. Can we just? We're not going to pause. We're going to keep talking. You plug. Keep talking. I'll we're going to talk about you when you're not here. Yeah. Go ahead, okay. BJ. I, I was going to say that's the exact kind of story that, that I thought might have happened and I wanted to hear and that was so perfect. The other thing that kind of really amuses me is that Spencer had this awful experience and it's like, oh, I never want to go back again and went right back down to Florida 
And it's just like, yeah, uh, I don't know, guys. I don't really want to leave it. And, and I just love that he had this terrible experience in Florida and, and always tries to talk it up amongst the rest of us that are just like, Florida is the worst place ever. Just so you guys know. Yeah, it's a little, yeah. He, yeah, Spencer should have learned his lesson by now to not be in Florida. But, oh, man, what a, what a fucking story. I don't even know where to begin with that one. Like, so, so I'm guessing. Well, here's what I'll say. Step I'll one. Say this. Um, I'm guessing go ahead. That they overbooked Levi. a lot of planes. Step one. Um, as, as as someone who has driven from uh, Charlotte to Miami, doesn't take yeah, 36 hours. We we did try to rent a car. We tried to rent a car several times. There were no rental cars available. Everyone else, along with tens of thousands of other people, had already tried that option. We also couldn't get a hotel because all of them were booked up in Miami because of this semi-disaster that had fallen upon the city. My lord, I was going to... Uh, if you put, if you pressed me, I would have complained <laughs> about the time I spent 24 hours in Detroit International. Um, but 24 hours is, 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 is trivial compared to 36 coming okay. back. <laughs> I've got a couple things to say here. One is, this is why, Spencer, like, you're a pain in the ass to try to schedule anything with, like when we're trying to do these podcasts. But it's imperative that you are a part of them because you just dropped on – like we were talking about bad vacations. And I'm like, I don't know, my parents fought. And you're like, well, I almost died in a Venezuelan airport. Like where the fuck did that come from? That is an amazing story that you dropped out of nowhere. I can't believe you never told us before. I would also like to point out that as I'm listening to this story, this is how much of a patsy I am, that all I could think about is that I would have just turned heel and been like, yeah, dude, I'm all for – like Chavez, like let's do that. I've been in the streets with people, like with the shirt on, like yeah, let's just go, let's cheer for him. Because I, I would have done the math and figured out, like okay, well I'll probably get a good meal and a place to sleep if I just walk around as a white guy talking about how Chavez is doing the best thing for the Venezuelan people. Like that's what I would have done. I was not an emotional. I, I probably still am not an emotional stage capable of pulling off that level of deception. I uh, could not have done it. Would not have been comfortable yeah, I mean, trying I was, to do it. Hell, look, here's the thing. Drop me in West Virginia right now. I'll have a MAGA hat walking around talking about how barbecue is the best food in the world. <laughs> but damn, hell of a story, Spencer. That was a, that was a good one. It, it, I very much remember staying up all that night and just seeing just vague shadows moving through the darkness and just wondering, do I need to wake up my dad and my sister because somebody's coming close to us? Uh, it was okay. just not. Thousands of people were just trapped in this airport and with no food, with limited resources. You can imagine what the bathrooms were like by day two. Okay, uh, all right. Let's, let's, so just in the future, just a little bit of a, a hint here. Try to find the humor. That was a little dark there, Spencer. <laughs> there was nothing positive about it. People, people listening are trying to have a good time. They're, they're here for entertainment, so maybe find the humor. Uh, but anyway, that, that's, a, that's a fucked up story, man. And it's, uh, damn, that, would, that, that does classify as a bad vacation. So, so, Lee, I, I, you were thinking about uh, reassessing your vacations, and, and do you want to follow that? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'd like you to continue this up. Please. Give me your no. example you thought of now. No, I've got nothing. Uh, no. Um, that that was – yeah. Whew, yeah. That's bad. That, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have anything other than like if I was in that situation um, again, I would have just. I would. I probably would have sold out America. I'd have been walking around like death to Americans. Like <laughs> go Chavez. It's all great. Like put me in Russia right now, man. I'd be like, man, fuck this Hillary Clinton. Like I'd be. <laughs> I would turn heel so fast. 
relative to Miami International Airport, Venezuela was just bad. It was it was not horrible by any means. It was I could perfectly tolerate the experience. That was just counting the days to come home. Miami just put a capstone on that trip that I had no way to expect going in. Okay, so I don't know how to follow this. Uh, Levi, BJ, do you have anything else to say about this nutty story Spencer just no, told us? Uh, I think we're going to make a hard right turn and go with something else. Uh, at least that's my vote. I mean, uh, the only thing I have to add here is that I, I had a poor experience in Miami International Airport as well. Uh, <laughs> flying back. Okay, from, so six half dozen. I got you. Yeah, I mean, I, fl- I flew back from Chile um, many years ago, and I, I went in, in through there, and I, I thought maybe the the immigration officials they didn't have quite quite an upbeat attitude, uh, but this really is, <laughs> is 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 child's play compared to staying there for thirty six hours. Good lord, Spencer. I disagree. I mean, you had a tough time in the TSA line. I mean, this, is, this is, I mean, Spencer. You know, he he struggled too. I mean, except uh, I mean, who can, who can say? You know, it, you know, it, it is a pretty shitty airport. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, um, it's and, terrible. And, and, and staying there for. 36 hours sounds like anarchy. Um, oh, here's one, actually. It just came to mind. I forgot you mentioning TSA. Did I ever tell you guys the time I got I got caught uh, transporting ammunition through a secure checkpoint and got pulled okay, out of the right. to be interviewed? Wait a second. All right. Before you go into that, because okay. that sounds like a whole other fucking story, Sorry. I have a question for you about the previous story, and then you can tell us about the time you were like an international uh, crime lord. Disney or Venezuela? Which one? I got a few stories. Venezuela. I want to know, did you order the three chicken nuggets, the salt <laughs> or the ketchup? We did. <laughs> Uh, we we brought the ketchup and the chicken nuggets. We left the salt, and it was remarkable walking past the line. There were hundreds of people still behind us, with everyone after us being told McDonald's had no more food. So we had the last three chicken nuggets. Who ate them? Uh, my sister. We gave them to my sister. All three? Yeah. Spoiled uh, brat. We, yeah, uh, the sure next is. morning, we were able to find a breakfast joint. We waited in front of it. Like most of the night, we were camped out in front of it to get them as soon as they opened, hoping that they'd have some fresh resources. And uh, they had a little bit of fresh fruit, and so we 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 shared a bit of that. But yeah, we gave all three of chicken nuggets to my sister. I'd have been a mess at this airport. I would have been like, I would have seen it as like a Lord of the Flies situation. I would have tried to create like a horde for myself. I'd have been like, look, everybody, this isn't fair, is it? Look, I'd, I'd try to be like the leader and then like, you know, go attack thing. Anyway, anyway, there's comedy there. Go ahead, BJ. I was going to say the other side of it is you say like she's spoiled for, for uh, you know, getting all three chicken nuggets. But at that point, like, I don't know that I want a chicken nugget. It's just like either you just don't eat or you have like a bite that's not going to satisfy you or anything. Like, you know, we're all very fortunate in Western society, where if we skip a meal or two, like, it's not the end of the world. It's just a little bit uncomfortable. That's the most offensive shit you've ever said. If I was starving, I wouldn't even eat a chicken nugget. No. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is we're not starving. Like, what? What I'm saying, BJ, is that while while Terry would try to do Lord of the Flies, I would do full-on Bane, and and I would just be like... (laughs) We're taking this McDonald's for the people. We're giving it back to the people. Let's, okay. let's go, hundreds Ooh, of people. Very Chavez. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the other side of it, like, I regu- like at least once a year, I don't eat for, for at least 25 hours, and it's not the end of the world. Like, I, I he, guess what I'm trying to didn't, say is... Didn't Spencer say he was there for three days, though? He did say uh, three it, days. It was, oh, it was not literally 72 hours. It was over the course of three days that we were there. I think you guys, when you said 36, probably a bit more than that in terms of stretching across three separate day periods. 
Right. So, sure. so I guess what I'm saying is like skipping a couple of meals is is not the end of the world. And I feel BJ, like that... I anyway, want you. In, okay. I want you in a crisis situation. I really do. <laughs> like a, a mob of people who haven't been fed, who haven't gotten enough water, have been stuck in an airport for for 24 hours. And you saying, you know what? We're per, we're pretty fat as Americans. I think we're okay here. BJ, BJ Trump's FEMA director. <laughs> What I'm more commenting on is you calling out Spencer and, and his dad and just be and and much more his sister and just being like, well, she's super selfish for having the three chicken nuggets because that was going to get them like past, you know, whatever point that they're at. It, 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 it again just shows what a privileged childhood I had. I consider it one of my first like proper adult moments where I felt I had to be, overcome what I was feeling to support other people around me. Of where I was, I was probably 13, 14, something like that. I don't remember the exact age, but um, my sister was just so rough off at like 10, of where I just felt like I had to support my dad, who was just hanging on by a thread, and just watching her eat these chicken nuggets was probably one of the depressing moments, just because of how unhappy she was to be in the situation that she's just wrapped in old clothing on the floor, squatting down, eating chicken nuggets, like old socks. Um, <laughs> She had socks, this, this, and they were dirty. The socks might have been from that era. Oh, they, those she might have been his, his sister's uh, pillow. Here's a fun bit of trivia. I'm pretty sure, and I'm remembering this correctly, she was wearing a pair of my socks because I brought enough of those Nike socks, but I had still a left repair. Oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness. Sheesh. Okay, right, well, that's a hell of a story. Should we move on to the TSA, or should we address a different topic first? Okay, so when you became an international arms dealer, what happened? Uh, not quite that moment, but uh, for, actually, you guys may remember this. Um, remember how when we, on Magnum Dorm I had that 50 caliber bullet that was just sitting on my desk for no apparent reason? Yeah. Okay. I don't. Uh, I had gotten a bullet in the air show when I was like 10, and I brought it to Mangum, uh, and it just kind of sat on my desk as a paperweight for a very long time. Um, when I moved out, I just tossed it in the bottom, bottom of my book bag and just forgot it was ever there. And um, I proceeded to, you know, this was probably three years after I left Mangum. I was going to a wedding in Burlington, Vermont. And I traveled a lot. I'd gone to see you guys. I'd gone all across the country with this 50 caliber bullet at the bottom of my bag with no one in TSA and airports around the country ever commenting on it. Didn't raise an alarm didn't come up that there uh, that I had you know good caliber built in back of my bed. I didn't know it, and they didn't apparently see it on their scanners. I guess it wasn't until I was going through the tiny little airport in Burlington, Vermont, that I not only got caught, but I got to hear the sound of alarms going off, which I was not expecting that was even an option. As they grabbed me for having a 50 caliber bullet in my bag, which apparently you're not supposed to take through TSA security. Learn that that right then. Uh, because apparently, I didn't know that you couldn't take uh, it, it, There's a fun ammunition. question. What, what do you guys assume I said upon being caught transporting ammunition through a TSA checkpoint? Oh, yep, that's mine. Sorry about that, guys. God, BJ, you know me too fucking well. It's almost the exact That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably just copped to it. Yeah. I, I copped to it, and I think I tried to argue that it wasn't a 50 caliber bullet for I don't know even know why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, excuse me, guys, that, that, that's not actually a 50 caliber bullet because, you know, if you look at the size of the bullet, you can see that it's slightly smaller and, you know, it would actually fit a different artillery. 
Uh, yeah, BJ, you're again almost reading from history here. Bravo, sir. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm glad you and I are the same vein. Um, we can talk about it another time. But I remember arguing with a uh, school administrator as I was being suspended for jumping a kid, and I wanted to question whether or not his testimony was correct because he said I was behind the door, which would make it impossible for me to see him come in around the door. Uh, Important detail, really. You see uh, why like, I tried to be friends with Levi in high school? <laughs> He's beating the hell out of some kid and then trying to like ju- <laughs> trying to like lawyer his way out of it. Fruit of a poison tree. But I something. realized I was in a different stage of possibly in trouble of when I was pulled aside <laughs> to go talk to a guy that was wearing a different outfit. No longer the little you know TSA agent blue vest. This guy was in just a a pinstripe suit and tie attire. No idea who he was actually with, but I was asked a series of questions of why I felt necessary to transport ammunition through a government checkpoint. Um, and me being about, well, me, uh, within a Were pretty law school at this point, I was, this may have been, yeah, I think I may have been for either just about to start law school or first year of law school at this point. Oh, oh it's probably yeah, the first year and he, he got arrogant. I'm like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to argue my way out of this. No, I didn't. I act as pitiful as possible. And he proceeded to judge me as a middle to upper class white guy who had no particular terrorist intent and after asking about four questions he just advised me to never do it again and the bullet would be disposed of and that was the end of the conversation but I had that is my one experience being hauled into a different room to talk to a guy of a government agency that was not identified about why I was violating certain aspects of U.S. travel law. By the way, we we, we fast forward a few years in the Trump administration your ass is Hispanic and you're being deported. Different <laughs> conversation at that point. Yeah, Spencer has a long history uh, on this podcast network of being scared of being put on the other side of the wall. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's, so let's hit one more. Uh, one second. Uh, let's hit one more topic, and then let's go. I think we're pushing two hours now. Uh, BJ, anything else you want to talk about with uh, Spencer being an international arms dealer? I was going to say one quick thing is uh, my experience in a small airport carrying a uh, pocket knife. Um, when I was in uh, Bloomington, Illinois, I realized that I had my pocket knife in my pocket, and I mentioned this to TSA, and they're like, oh, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. We have uh, mailers. You know, you put it in the mailer, uh, just put your address on it, and we'll mail it home for you. So uh, don't worry about it. So, yeah, I guess Burlington, Vermont is a slightly different small airport than <laughs> Bloomington, uh- Illinois. I got caught with a, uh, a pocket knife in Charlottesville, Virginia. They let me go back out to my car to put it in there because the, the parking lot was about 100 yards away from the gate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so th- that's what I suggest. And they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, we'll just mail it back to your house for you. Don't well, worry about, like, great. going out to the free parking that's, like, 200 feet away. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <clears throat> I think we can move on to our last topic here. Um, yep. Spencer, do you have any more whiskey to drink? I still have what remains of the uh, Benahaban. Benahaban, yeah, knock it back. As I uh, as I set up the segment, um, so I think uh, we don't get political on the Magnum Talks podcast channel. Of course, we want all people, red states, blue states, uh, listening. But I will point out that when Donald Trump won the presidency, I think everybody thought, well, maybe I could do it too. So. Um, <laughs> The segment that I want to, uh, to, to, to address here is, if you were elected president, what is the one perk you would look forward to? Because there's a lot of perks of being president. Uh, um, some big, some small. 
Uh, and I can tell you that for me, I would be the most excited about being able to give to people who come visit me just everyday things that have my inscription on it. So, Spencer, you come visit me in the Oval Office. I can be like, hey, Spencer, here's 10 pins that have my signature on it. Hey, BJ, uh, hey, you brought your girlfriend here. Here's some M&Ms for you. Yeah, it's got my signature on it. Uh, Levi. Said um, well, yeah, okay, still the president, but you're the president. Uh, Levi, you've come to visit me. Um, I'm going to try you to put you in The Hague. Like, you can do all kinds of things as the president. <laughs> Uh, that are really exciting. So uh, I, with that, I will uh, I will give it up to Levi. Um, what uh, presidential perk would you look forward to if, by happenstance, you were elected president? It's a hard question. Um, I mean, I, I haven't really given this much thought. Uh, my initial opinion would be um, those bulletproof SUVs seem pretty fun to drive around in. I'm like people that have to be in front of me. How you the president? Well, yeah, I'm gonna drive around in it because that seems you like pick fun. the one thing you can't do. <laughs> well, no, I, of course I can, but I, but if that forces all the the security officers to like go in front of me and clear out of the way so I can just like go rough shot through DC, uh, shut down traffic so I, can, so, I can, so I can just like, especially if it snows, doing donuts in one of those SUVs. They probably have a good center of gravity. That. They have a good center of gravity. It's totally okay. Oh, God. Levi, that's, you can't do that. They would tell I'm, you no. I'm the boss. Fuck you. <laughs> that's not how that works. Okay. That's not how that works at all. So <laughs> let's let's point out. So I said I would like to be able to give like uh, personalized M and M's to BJ's girlfriend, and Levi wants to do demolition derby on Connecticut <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> so you say that, but that also reminds me that a couple of our friends were pricing out used cars to do our own backyard demolition derby. Yeah. And, and dumbest that, idea that we've yeah. ever had. This was going Is that the dumbest Facebook? idea? It seems like yeah. a very smart idea. Why? I, mean, I don't understand the problem here. Yeah, we'd <laughs> all like be fun. in the damn hospital. <laughs> Who cares? My favorite part about Me. this was is it was essentially started with random postings of used cars on Facebook. And I guess the logical person that I am, I was just like, oh, well, clearly like they're traveling somewhere and they're trying to price out is it better to get like a one-way rental or buy a car and abandon it because that's what, i think that would be hilarious that's what the genesis of the conversation was is that okay. they mentioned that yeah yeah so but it devolved into demolition derby gotcha gotcha okay um i'd have to say my answer and i guess this is so typical of me is i i would look forward to both having an amazing in-house chef that would just like prepare whatever meals like you just decide at random times and also all the like state dinners that you could force off on other people but of like random other countries where they bring amazing chefs from their country and have like crazy awesome food and i guess that's just like my i have no interest in the presidency itself or like basically anything having to do with this but like i could try some really cool food okay so i'm going to throw this out there <clears throat> i don't know what private chef you would get as president but uh spencer levi uh do you think there's any chance that bj wouldn't be disappointed with this person <laughs> I, i'm willing to assume this position will be changed more often than the white house chief chief of staff he would I, be yeah, like yeah he'd be like trump with the national security advisor he'd just yeah. be firing chefs left and right <laughs> Well, I, Good Lord. I think I'd have like a guest chef, you know, rotating position where they, you know, they come in and do like a week stint. And... Yeah, I'm sure the Secret Service would love that. Um, so <laughs> I want 
I want to amend my answer um, because, yeah, you're, you're hiring chefs that have drug problems and, like, have, <laughs> have been bundled up to mobs in various cities to get financing. Uh, getting background checks on those people would be fantastic. Uh, I'm going to amend my answer. I, my answer is I'd love to know all the secrets of all the dirty crap America's been into. Um, like, I would be up at 2 a.m. just being like, oh, JFK. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever it is. Um, I would just be, be researching things. I'm sure they have internal Wikipedia. I'd just be, I'd be Spencer at this. I'd be just delving into the deepest recesses of of America. I'd be finding, you know, this one, this one uh, research analyst at the CIA and saying, uh, "I need your files on uh, Algeria in 1983." Uh, and they're like, "I don't understand why that happens." It's like, "Well, it's a rabbit hole, man." I'm, I'm so, researching things. Will, will one of your early things be research on Circuit City? I know this has been like <laughs> for a long time. So I feel like if Levi was elected president, um, and you know maybe this is a little ego on my part, he would he would put me in the administration. I think I'd be some sort of like informal advisor. I'd be the Gar- the Jared Kushner, if you will. Uh, and I feel like uh, I'd get like a call at like 2 a.m. Uh, and I'd, I'd like wake up, I'm like what's going on? And Levi'd be like, listen, hey, um, here's the deal. This is fucking ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> this is this pisses me off. JFK, JFK was killed by one man. There are no UFOs. Like, what the hell? Like, I'm trying to find a conspiracy. I can't find it. This is ridiculous. This is why I became president, to, like, find out all the good stuff. And there's nothing good. Occam's razor was true. <laughs> all right, Spencer. Uh, Levi, you hit mine dead on the head. I, I thought the idea of going through all the various conspiracy theories, but just having access to essentially all information, just having the ultimate security clearance and being able to go through all knowledge of the United States government throughout its history would just be fascinating. The actual job of the presidency sounds appalling, but the perks when it comes to just endless access to everything the United States has known forever is a dream come true. Uh, also, the retirement plan is pretty nice in terms of a pension for life and essentially endless amounts of money from speaking tours and library visits. Well, I, I think the other thing that would be super fun about the whole presidency thing is you wouldn't have to research it yourself. You could oh, yeah. send hordes of people to be like, go find this out and tell me the interesting things. And you could just sit and do that. Like, you wouldn't have to, like, go and delve into... Yeah. I mean, I know Spencer yeah. would go and delve into, like, each individual thing, but I think it'd be super fun. It's just like, hey, I've always wondered about this. Like, send three people and brief me, you know, give me a half-hour briefing, and I might want more information on anything you want, ever. Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe Levi wouldn't be calling me and screaming. Maybe he would call me and say, uh, I need a new intern, and I'd say, why? And he'd say... Well, I fired the last nine after they told me the moon landing was real. <laughs> By the way, I'm I'm just envisioning Spencer just like causing a surge of productivity of every person inside of the federal apparatus because he just selects like various interns, various analysts, various people at commerce, at at, at Indian Affairs. He, he's like he selects them, brings them to the White House, and says, "Give me a briefing." Um, and, and they're all excited because they get to pitch to the president uh, their little thing they've been working on for the past 10, 15 years uh, because he's just so interested in all of this. Um, I, I will say backup option is playing like paintball with like Delta Force or something. Uh, that seems pretty fun. Well, this is a what, – what, let's, let's do a, a crossover with the GOT Guy Questions podcast. This is like uh, King Bobby B wanting to uh, participate in the campaign attorney in season one. Uh, Levi, I don't think they're going to shoot you. 
<laughs> there probably are not. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> and I, I, I was similarly pissed off. of like, come on now. I'm not that good. I'm not that good. I, I, I think I'm a clever guy, but I'm not that good. Piss on now. I hit somebody. Yeah, you guys are Lee, professionals. This, Lee, this would be like the first book of Duncan Egg where the uh, the, the uh, heir apparent's you know, challenging the Kingsguard to fight. He's, they're just standing there taking the hits because they can't fire back. <laughs> yeah, this is this is so yeah. So Levi, here's what here's what it would be. Like it'd be dumb, obviously, and so Levi would just be shooting Doug you. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and and everybody else that was there, like like all these special ops guys would be there, and and we're just like trying to figure out what to do with the president, and Doug just unloads on you, and they're just like, what is this guy's problem? Like, what is going on? And 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 he's just like that motherfucker. Like I'm just gonna shoot him in the back of the head until he learns. Oh God. And the Chiron just says Army Ranger sent to prison for shooting the president. <laughs> <laughs> Airborne. Oh man. Well, guys, this was fun. Anything else you want to cover? Um, I think we've gone over two hours now. Yep. Uh, we definitely have. So I have one story that uh, will. That, well, not really story, but but a little aside, specifically for uh, whiskey of the weekend. Um, at some point in the near future, I'm going to be sending out two whiskeys, um, and as uh, and, and I might use my girlfriend as a whiskey mule, but we'll we'll see. Um, maybe for the next whiskey uh, on the weekend, but maybe one in the future. But as uh, our listeners might know, um, I am of the Jewish persuasion, and I get teased about that relatively often, um, just because that's a, a thing. And so when I was at my local grocery store, I saw a couple of whiskeys that were on the 50% discount shelf, and I'm holding up the uh, marked down for your... Uh, did, did it say woohoo? Yeah, it says woo-hoo. great deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at my local Ralph's, and so I found a couple of whiskeys that were on the essentially 50% off shelf, and I was just like, what better thing to do it for than the podcast where we uh, try different whiskeys. And yeah, so what more would we want to drink than discount whiskey? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that I've never had before. So this is a Glen Rothis uh, Vintage Reserve, so it is their new uh, non-age statement whiskey, um, and a... Uh, Breaker Bourbon Whiskey, so a bourbon that I've never had before, distilled in Kentucky, so a legit bourbon. Um, and yeah, these are both uh, half off at my local grocery store, so uh, you guys get to drink discount whiskey. Yeah, I look forward whiskey. to your sale rack whiskey. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> okay, uh, anything else we want to cover? That sums it up, I think. Yeah, I figured it's the point. All right, well, highlights of this episode, um, there's only one, and it's Spencer telling a story about almost dying at a Venezuelan airport. That was fucking yeah, Miami amazing. Airport. <laughs> well, in Venezuela and then a Miami oh, airport, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was a lot of threats of death in this fucking vacation that he and, went and on. And Spencer <laughs> desperately wanted to return to the scene of his uh, undoing as a teenager to, to, to rise back up as, as a lawyer in Florida. I happily live with about 35 minutes north of Miami, and that is about as far, about as close as I'm willing to venture back to that experience. All right. Well, uh, with that, I guess we can wrap up. Uh, thanks, everybody. This is uh, another episode of Whiskey on the Weekends. Check out our other pods on the Mangum Talks podcast channel. We have the GOT Got Questions podcast with Spencer and Lee. Spencer, when are we doing the next one? Uh, tomorrow night, if you're up for it. 
tomorrow night. Okay, good. Then it should be to the people in two or three days. Then we also have Mangum Reads with BJ Spencer and my lovely wife, Sarah. And then we have Mangum Talks Hoops, which we're going to do at some point, someday, with me and Levi. We're going to talk about how the Dallas Mavericks are going to win not one, not two, not three, not four, maybe five, maybe more championships. And then uh, we have a new podcast coming up soon. Uh, it will hit the uh, Mangum Talks podcast feed uh, probably within the next week, it's Mangum's, Mangum Laughs. This, this is the first time that we're, uh, we're talking about it on the uh, Mangum Talks podcast. Uh, but it's me and BJ, we're talking about stand-up comedy. We both love stand-up comedy. We're going to review stand-up comedy specials. Uh, thanks to Netflix, there is surely enough to review. Uh, so, we'll see you another podcast coming up. 